morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Monthly Moments with your girl, Marlena. It's me, Mar. What's up, Britt? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I think I'm mixing up my intros, but I don't really give a shit. What's up, y'all? Welcome back yeah. <laughs> to Monthly Moments. It's June. Holy shit. It's crazy. I know. I know. It's insane. Like, where did May go? I don't know. It went by pretty fast, but it was a, it was a big month for both of us. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. May was a pretty, May was a pretty interesting month. I mean, started off a little rocky, but we had some goals and, um, you know, some of my goals were to focus on my workouts and stuff. And I feel like, you know, I really did tackle my goals, uh, for, uh, pre-op, you know, before my surgery. So my month went really well. I feel like yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, my month also went pretty well. Um, ended up moving into a new house, like right before the month started and that happened so fast. So, um, May has been amazing. It's really just been like, uh, we were just kind of settling in. Obviously for me, it was all about like getting back on my normal food routine, like having my own kitchen again, being able to cook and like make meal plans and stick to them, which I've been doing, um, which I've really been enjoying. And I've almost been enjoying mm-hmm. cooking more than I normally do. And maybe it's just cause like, you know, when you have <laughs> something and you take it for granted and then it's taken away from you. And then you're like, oh, wow. Having my own clean, organized kitchen. That was a big deal. That was, uh, that was like a really, um, privileged thing that I had. And then when it was gone, I was like, oh, (laughs) this is, I always feel like, like when you, when you introduce something new, like into your routine too, sometimes like that is kind of like it kind of like makes you want to do those things too. Like, I don't know. I I can totally relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. Having it taken away from me and then now having a kitchen again and like having my own kitchen again and it being just me and Adam again has been like so nice. Um, yeah. So I've been sticking to my meal plans. Um, I wanted to create a new gym routine in May. That's still a work in progress. Again, like those big adjustments, (laughs) like I'm adjusting, to living in a completely new area. That's a completely different type of area and everything's very far from me. Like it's been a bigger adjustment on both me and Adam than I think we had, had expected it to be. So, um, yeah, just trying to adjust and like not put too much pressure on myself to like figure it all out, like quickly, you know, like I don't know. So yeah, like, like you're not giving yourself a, like, you're not giving yourself a, like a time frame that you need to have it done. I think those things are going to like 
takes so much time to to figure out anyways regardless you know i mean totally and i'm still it, like yeah like i'm still unpacking i'm still like trying to figure out like where everything's gonna go and like uh, you know organize everything and like that shit's really overwhelming like here even in this room i'm in right now you can see like there's just boxes and totes stacked up that i still need to go through and organize and unpack and it's just like it's a lot you know on top of like yeah. you still have to live life right like you still have to like work yeah. and make money and pay bills and like do all the mundane shit that comes with like being a grown-up <laughs> and then you have your wellness journey oh, yeah. right so it's like i'm still like oh, having yeah. to move my body and fuel my body and do all those things so like oh it's been a lot but it's been such an amazing adjustment um also yeah. set a goal to do oh sorry go ahead what were you gonna say? oh no i was gonna say it's been it's been nice watching that over your stories too like you guys this transition over because i just can't imagine like the weight that's i mean obviously like like you said before you have new weight now but it's probably such a relief to have your own space now that i mean i'm like so happy for you guys oh thank you and it is literally everything that we like manifested because we would sit down and we'd be like okay like what does our ideal living situation look like at this point in our life and we got almost almost everything that we wanted we the two things that we sacrificed was location <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which isn't, which uh, we're adjusting. Um, and, um, we don't have as much land as we wanted initially. We wanted like acreage. Um, but we definitely are getting the feeling like what we wanted was like quiet and solitude and just like our own space. And to like, when you live in the city, like the second you step outside of your house, like it doesn't feel like yours, you know, cause there's people everywhere yeah. and noise and, yeah. And it's cool. Mm -hmm. like, I love uh, for a long period of my life. Like I loved the hustle and bustle of the city, but like, I'm just not in that period. Yeah. Anymore, so You're, you want to like slow down and just kind of like take everything in and like, feel like the calm energy around you. Like, I totally get that. I wish yes. I could have that. <laughs> like being able to just have my windows open. And for the most part, like it's just quiet and I can just hear like yeah. birds and shit. Like <laughs> that's like mind blowing to me, you know? So yeah, it, it's been really nice. Uh, I did also set a goal to drink no alcohol in May. <laughs> I, did, go? <laughs> I did mostly good with it. And it's funny. Cause when I set that goal, Adam was next to me and he was like my birthday month, really? You're not going to drink all month. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. And then his birthday weekend, like we did, we drank. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever it, it, for the most part, I didn't really drink. I got in the habit of being like, you know, when you're like celebrating, like even when we sold our house, it was like a, this celebration. So it was like, ever since then, I feel like we've just been nonstop celebrating. And it's been like, <laughs> you know, a few beers every day or like champagne every day. And it's just like, I don't know, it gets to be a lot. So, but for it's the most such part, a big, I was going to say, it's such a big, like a, like accomplishment, like such a big relief. Like you guys should celebrate it. And I mean, however long that takes, you know, I mean, I'd be celebrating the shit out of it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. How about you? Did you have specific goals for May? Like I know um, we had talked about like you getting ready for your <laughs> surgery, which I want to talk about. Cause right now you're one week post-op, which is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy already. Um, yeah, feeling? for May, I, I I'm feeling actually pretty good right now. Um, for May, 
I, I think I set goals. Well, I know I set goals for like my food and like my workouts. And really, I feel like I mainly focused on my workouts. Um, I don't know if it was you that said it or who had said it, uh, but about how like leg strength is so important when it comes to like your recovery. But, um, so I really focused on my workouts and just kind of like mentally preparing myself because I know I'm a going, going, going person. Like I'm always doing something. I'm either hustling or I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I'm all over the place most of the time. And so, you know, a couple of people did bring it up on my Instagram about like, what are you going to do when you're not able to do the things do you normally do? Like, how is that going to affect your mental health? Because we all know that like you going to the gym is, you know, your, what is the, what's the correct terminology? Um, not like therapy, but like where you go to when you're not feeling well, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like whatever term that is. It's great for your mental health, all of those things. Yeah. So I'm sure the word will hit you as soon as we're done recording. right? (laughs) (laughs) Or like what you're trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, always. That's how it always is. But yeah. So, um, mainly for me, like I started coming up with a plan on what I'm going to be doing when, um, I've been in my downtime, Um, and you know, my month was mainly just preparing for my surgery. I had a bunch of things I wanted to do before surgery. I got nothing done, like in terms of what I wanted to do. Like I didn't get my house cleaned, um, because I literally was making orders up until the day before my surgery, (laughs) I had to have Mario ship out orders for me the day after and the, like the weekend after my surgery, which was kind of horrible because I'm sitting here like out of it almost in a sense and he's over here trying to put orders together and I'm like Mario you gotta wrap it in tissue paper then you gotta wrap it in bubble wrap you're not doing it right oh my god how am I gonna get this done but um anyways yeah May was really good um I had my surgery and it was all a very quick process once I got there um I got like checked in um they talked about like COVID vaccines and I had to take, um, a couple medications prior to my surgery. And I went in and I felt like all of Rhode Island was in my bedroom (laughs) when I was there. And it was very overwhelming. Like I was, I was freaking out. And I think I was mainly freaking out, not because of the idea of someone slicing me open, which is crazy, but more or less the idea of being intubated freaks me out. Like I don't know with the whole COVID thing that has gone on and them showing like an, like a grim reaper type hook thing. And in some of the things I've seen on Facebook, like that whole what? thing kind of scared. I, I know. I don't know. I mean, that's why I don't fuck with Facebook. That's exactly oh, why I have no idea what you're talking about, but sounds right for Facebook. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but like I've seen uh, pictures of what like intubation looks like. And I don't know why, but in my mind, it always looks like kind of like a hook and they like slide it into your like airways. And I guess I was freaking out because you know that like I have the hernia. So everything's kind of up in my chest. And I was afraid that like they would poke something. And I know these are professionals. They know what they're doing. They've dealt with this shit. But for some reason, my mind was fucking playing with me and I'm like, oh, shut up. Their pre-op anxiety is real though. It is real for sure. I didn't really get it until the night, the day before I was a hot mess. My, my heart rate was so elevated. Like I was just so anxious. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. 
sorry I literally no you're fine I literally was having dreams and I haven't had dreams in a while but I've been I was having dreams the first few days leading up to my surgery I had a dream that I left on the hospital with no like tape on me everything completely open like all fucked up and then I had a dream that the nurse switched my room and um the doctors didn't know where I was. So they thought I like skipped out of my surgery. They kept all my money. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that is my biggest nightmare. (laughs) Literally. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyways. And I woke up and I was telling Mario and I was just like, Oh my God, I don't know. It's gonna like, I was just like, I know these are my dreams, but still. So anyways, but, um, yeah, when I got to the hospital, they got you know, I got all undressed. I met with everyone and the lady from anesthesia, I was telling, I was telling her, I was like, I'm so anxious. And they were so funny. They're like, we're going to give you a special cocktail. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes. Give me um, all the drugs, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's like what I was saying in my head, but I didn't want to look like a crazy person. But um, yeah, so she was like, she was like, what are you so anxious about? And I'm like, I'm really just anxious about being intubated. Like, I don't like the idea of being intubated. I Googled how they intubate people. They have you hanging off the edge and I don't know, it freaks me out. So she's like, honey, we're not, we don't, we don't intubate for this procedure here. And I was like, really? Cause like every, everyone I've heard, you know, they've done intubation. They did intubation with you, right? That's where they stick the tube down your throat. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause I had a really sore throat for like really sore throat for a few days. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't intubate for me, but anyways, it was such a quick process. So they didn't intubate. I, um, like they wheeled me into the operation room and it was so crazy. I've never been in an operation room like that, but there was so many people in there. Um, there was, I saw the lady like fixing all the tools and shit and all that. And of course, like I was freaking out a little bit, but I transferred onto the operation bed and they put this like big ass gas mask on me. And I thought it was for oxygen. And they're like, just breathe slowly. And they're you talking. remember all that like, shit? Yeah, they're like, That's just, crazy. just, I know it's so weird. They're like, just breathe softly. For none of and that so stuff. I'm they put me in a bed. They shot something in my arm and I was out. I didn't even, I wasn't yeah, like that- anything after that. Yeah, no, I literally got wheeled into the operating room and everything. And so they put in the mask. That's crazy. Yeah, so the mask was like this thick, like, I don't, it's not like a regular mask. It's thick and it's attached to this like big hose. They stuck it on my face. They told me to breathe softly. And then I, the last thing I heard is I remember them saying, um, is she out yet? And all of a sudden I was out. Like and, and they knocked me out. I don't know. I didn't know it was anesthesia. Or my ass would have been freaking the fuck out. So it kind of worked out in my favor. You know what I mean? I was out. Next thing you know, um, and that was at seven thirty in the morning. Next thing you know, I woke up in my bed at twelve o'clock in the um, recovery room, and I like screamed. I don't know. It was like a combination of anxiety and pain mixed together. I was like screaming, crying. Um, I think I like freaked out because I was coming to not knowing what the fuck happened, you know, but, uh, the pain was pretty bad. Uh, I don't know. They gave me, they had to give me like a maximum dosage of pain medication for me to like be able to be comfortable. 
Um, but I was there for about an hour uh, before Mario got called to come get me. And the ride home was pretty freaking interesting. <laughs> it was a, it was like a close to a 30 minute drive home. And I'm over here, like hunched over holding on to the thing. And I'm like, Mario, don't, don't go over any bumps. I'm like freaking out. But I made it home. And um, the first couple of days was a little rough. Um, I'd say, well, day one, you're kind of like all out of it in a sense I feel like and then I think day two to four was probably the worst for me so um I mean I feel like those those were the worst days of pain medicine pretty much just took the edge off of things um but yeah and then it's kind of just been smooth sailing honestly well that's good I mean that doesn't sound like smooth sailing girl that sounds crazy uh, I mean, like, but, was, but Hey, yeah, everybody's experience is different, right? Uh, that's totally exactly. different than my experience was, but I'm glad that you're <laughs> at one week starting to feel better. And even like how easily you can talk. I mean, mind you, I did have stuff done to my face. So I really struggled mm-hmm. with speech for a few weeks, like comfortably talking. Um, and I felt like I was so short of breath, like where, yeah, where you don't seem like you're very short of breath. So that's cool. Um, I feel like I, yeah, well, <clears throat> I feel like I get shorter breath when I'm doing things like, um, he's, I got cleared yesterday to drive and to shower, which I'm so excited about. I'm showering today. Um, but I do get shorter breath when I'm standing up because I can't stand like 100% straight up. Um, I feel like my back gets tired easily. Like I'm, I, I can almost do it. They, they tell me to, but you almost kind of feel like you can only go so far up. Um, it'll feel like that for a long time too. Oh, it's such a weird feeling. Like it, you almost think that it's like your skin in a sense, that's going to like peel from the incision, but it's odd because I feel the stretching from like my inner, like in between my kitty cat area and my thigh, you know, right there, the stretching, but, um, Plus I have a long torso. So maybe that's contributing to being able to breathe a little bit easy. I don't know. I have no idea, but Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's wild yeah. how, uh, like millions of people have this procedure, right. Abdominal plasty mm-hmm. and like everybody's experience is so nuanced. Um, you know, it's just a reminder yeah. that like, we're all so different. Um, but I'm glad that you're feeling so well at one week post-op. That's amazing. And you got to like, finally see your like full tummy yesterday. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, like I've, I've kind of looked at it every other day, you know what I mean? With taking my binder off and like every so often, um, if I need to like readjust, because I just got this, this specific binder yesterday, I believe this is the same one you had ordered from Amazon. Um, I was so excited at my appointment yesterday when they gave this to me because my like waist to hip ratio is pretty significant. So like with the one they gave me, I was getting like bubbles and stuff. And so the other day, I mean, it was rough. It was rough. And when you don't have the one they put me in the hospital, never stayed in place either. It would always ride up like because of my hips and my waist, like you have a smaller waist and bigger hips. Like those binders are made like they're like square. It's like, who's, yeah. who's shaped like this? Like that's what it I'm doesn't saying. contour like, your shape. It doesn't. And especially like, if you know, people getting abdominal plasties, they should be making them 
shaped because this is what that's what's happening but uh but yeah so they they got these in I was so excited because I have more compression in my waist and you know more more compression in the other areas um I got one of my tubes out yesterday oh my god I'm not I don't want to scare anyone about (laughs) about this part everyone has different experiences um I was warned about it a lot on Instagram but they went to go pull it out on my right side and it felt like a snake unraveling inside of me. Yeah. It feels weird. But then, but then all of a sudden I screamed because I had the worst, it felt like bee stings inside of me. Like it was painful. Yeah. I screamed. And then I almost was going to pass out. It was like, Oh my God, that's wild. I didn't (laughs) even feel it when they pulled mine out. Yeah, it's weird because like, I don't know, certain spots on my stomach I can feel and I can feel where my, um, a lot of where my drain hole is like, um, yeah, so I don't know, it was weird. And she said, um, that doesn't really happen often. They've only had like a couple other instances of that happening. But they said sometimes like the tubing can get in like the nerve area. And if that's the case, like it rubs against it. I know, I know, it's fucking horrible. (laughs) It's horrible. So I'm like, now I'm so scared to get my left tube out. Oh my gosh. That's not going to be the case, but, um, I'm hoping next week that'll come out. But so that happened. Um, and yeah, I don't know. They changed my dressing. I got to see my belly button, which I'm so happy about. Um, it's just crazy because for all of last week I told Mario, I was like, it seems like, like the gauze where the belly button area is, is kind of high. And, you know, obviously like you can't change where like your belly button stump is like, it's there. You know what I mean? <laughs> stump. <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh and I can laugh a little bit better now, by the way. But, um, but yeah, so he, like when they took it off yesterday, like it's where it should be, you know? And like, obviously from having like the loose skin in the stomach, um area down below it kind of like your skin hangs from the belly button you know what I mean so like I thought my belly button was hell of a lot lower than what it is now and it wasn't they'd be like oh that's where it's supposed to be like that's crazy (laughs) I totally get what you're saying oh my god so that was crazy um but now like the belly button area is like open I don't have anything in it um so we'll see how that goes you know um but yeah and so they're changing the tape every week themselves I don't know when they're going to switch that up but that's pretty much that's pretty much it I feel like on what has happened up until now but now I feel great um I'm walking around on my own I um I have been sleeping on the couch all week and my bathroom's upstairs. So I've been having to go up 15 stairs since, since surgery, just to use the bathroom. That's, I mean, that's when my, my gratefulness for my leg strength, you know, came in, but, um, I'm doing, I'm walking on my own, um, getting up on my own. I drove the other day because I was fucking sick of being in the house. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to my mom's house. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. Damn, it's been girl, you're already good. sick of being at home. You only one week post-op. Not I know, me. I know. Don't tell I me. See, I love what? being home. I love being <laughs> home. I love being laid up and not doing shit. 
And like, for uh, yeah. me, the first few weeks of surgery of recovery, I was just like, yo, nope, I'm just going to be here. Just binge watching TV, <laughs> eating snacks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Drinking yeah, my smoothies. I mean, I mean, like, I don't know. I think for me, it's, it's slightly different because like, I'm looking at everything that needs to be done and I can't do any of it. And yeah. like Mario's been doing an amazing job at everything. Like he's been taking care of me. He like tucks me in at night and <laughs> That's <laughs> like, cute. He, he like, he's taking care of the kids. He's running all my errands. He's seeing what a day in my life is like, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Do you think that it's weird that people are messaging you? And I know we've talked about this before, but like asking you about mm-hmm. your children, like, obviously you've, you're like, you're like their father is taking care of them. Like, I don't know why that's yeah. like such a, like why people are so weird yeah, about that online. Been, it's been a common question. Like, like, Not oh lot. yeah. I just, they're just out back in the, in like a, <laughs> a fenced in area fending for themselves. Like, what oh the fuck? God. What do you mean? Like, I don't yeah, I find I don't it know. so weird that people it, are like, where really are weird. your kids? Okay. Where are the kids? Like with their I fucking know. dad, I, like, I don't understand what, like, I feel like that's like a common sense question, but it's almost like a petty <laughs> question in a sense, you know, yeah. like, like spiteful in a sense, like maybe they're like, I don't know, like, I don't know. These people that ask me these things I've never talked to, or like, they only ask me questions when it's kind of like petty questions. You know what I mean? Block Um, asses. That's what I do. You know, it's, it's always, (laughs) I feel like it's always a lot of time the people that like, they watch your shit, but they never say anything. Yeah. Ever. Until they, and, until they, they're just trying to judge you. That's all it is. Or yeah. like, or, yeah. or project like, um, guilt or whatever onto you. you yeah. Know? They're like, well, I could never. And it's like, well, fuck you. Then don't like. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like it's, like I said, I feel like it's a common, I mean, it's a common sense answer. Like dad is here. Like I've talked about everything up until this point so like obviously like the answer is right there but I don't know like what do people want to hear they want to hear that like oh I I did get someone that asked um is Rosalie with your Nana and your other kids with another family member and I'm like okay but Mario's here why would I do that you know what I mean like obviously my Nana takes Rosalie every week for a couple days it's just kind of been a routine but um Mario's taking care of me so why wouldn't he take care of the kids is it because like some men don't take care of the kids and only the women take care of the kids I mean I don't know it's really freaking weird but yeah I got that question um what was another question like I got one that was asking about like pricing like how how could you afford it or something like that um I, I don't know. Not a lot of people have been very spiteful. I, I ha, you know, I feel like you always have a few here and there, but, uh, I just shrug that shit off. Cause at the end of the day, like they're not here and they're not in my life. Like, right. You know, I'm not going to let yep. that affect me. And yeah. you know what, when it comes to pricing too, you know, I was thinking the other day, cause I had a couple people have messaged me saying like, Oh, I'd love to have something like this done. And I'm like, look at my situation. Like I was able to have this done and I'm not someone who like is super rich or anything like that. You know what I mean? I think, um, the other day I was thinking like, if someone wanted to have something like this done, plan it out long enough, that is realistic for you to be able to save weekly. So let's say, I don't know, let's say you plan it out for like a year and a half. 
and you set up an amount of money that you can afford to put aside each week and you can just pay that each week towards your balance until your pre-op appointment or whatever you know whatever um procedure um the office has for being paid off and and then you'll be paid off by the time you know your pre-op comes but i think it's all about coming up with your own plan money wise financial wise to be able to have it done now obviously my situation was a little different i used pretty much all my tax money but um i'm always trying to think of ways to be able to to get things done that isn't going to stretch you out too much you know so i kind of thought about that the other day Totally. Yeah. If you, if you have a goal, I mean, it's just like any goal, right? If you have a goal that feels really unattainable, like even just with weight loss, right. When people are like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to lose a hundred pounds. I want to save $10,000, whatever it is, that goal that feels impossible. It's fucking possible. Like you just have to break it down into smaller goals and focus on those small goals and those baby steps over time. Right. And if you're like, well, if you don't want to do the work for the next year or two or three to, to reach that ultimate goal, well, then you're not ready for that goal. Then you need to be setting exactly. smaller, more attainable goals for yourself. If, if that's, if you're not there yet, you know, like, exactly. I, know, I, just, I think that, um, I mean, we talk about this too. Like, I know like you come from like a family that can be that way, right? Like always kind of thinking mm-hmm. about the negative and, and always having that mindset of, we can't do this. It's not possible. Um, you know, that, mm-hmm. that scarcity mindset instead of an abundance mindset, you know, and exactly and switching your brain and realizing like, I can have all the things that I want if I put in the work to get there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what it is, is possible. So when people ask questions like that, like, about your financial, how did you do this? Like, I, I could never do that. It's like, that's mm-hmm. just coming from their own insecurities. You know, it doesn't really have anything well, that, to do with you. Yeah. I feel like that, that, and it's kind of like in life, it's always, and like, we, we talk about this often, I feel like, but it's always like easier to take the easier way out. And humans just naturally want to take the easier way out. What's the easier way out? it's saying it's not possible or yeah. like it's going towards the negative route or for instance like with my family like you don't need to have that done you don't need to look like barbie like oh. you know what i mean like it's easier to just go with what's comfortable with you and i think a lot of times like just kind of saying negative things or like believing that you can't do it it's easier because then you don't got to figure it out you don't yep. got to put in any work but and is like, it easier I, though because in five no. ten years guess what you're still gonna be <laughs> fucking miserable and you haven't exactly. reached your goals and you're still gonna want those things exactly like, exactly it's it's not gonna change right and you're probably gonna be in a war even worse position than you were you know if you just spend mm-hmm day after day thinking that everything is impossible and that you're not capable of doing big things. Exactly. Exactly. And it's kind of sad. It's sad to see. I feel like it, I mean, I don't know, I guess like I try and I try to like open people's eyes about it. And I know like, it's not like you can't make anyone be that way. Um, only you can realize these things and want to change them. But sometimes I think it's really sad when you see, when you finally realize it and you see people that are so negative and just so, I don't know. And I see it within my family too. And it's sad, but you can't, you can't force anyone to change, you know, they, they got to do it themselves. 
that shit can infect you though. Negativity when you're surrounded by it and, and it's Mm -hmm. being jumped on you, like that shit will infect you so quickly and just like, just disrupt everything in your brain. It's just like, uh, like the same with like social media, right? Like you can get all these compliments and people saying all these great, nice things to you. And then you have one fucking asshole who's just like obsessed (laughs) with trying to like drag you down or saying terrible Mm -hmm. things about you. And it's like, you're, you focus on that. Right. And not all of these other amazing things, but like that one negative comment or whatever, um, will just like consume you, you know, like negativity is really fucking powerful, unfortunately. And it's everywhere. And you have to like, you Ugh. have to learn, like, I don't know. It's just you so put weird. Your blinders like, on. Literally. I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> lately I've been trying to like, um, almost like it's like a mask, just put like a mask around you of energy because I just feel like you, uh, you're attracting it. And when you think about the, the negative things and you focus on it, you portray that within yourself and like you start to, to be that way. And then all of a sudden, like, when your perspective is that way, you start to believe those things. And then all of a sudden your outlook is, it's such like a chain reaction almost. So when those negative things happen, as hard as it is, you got to like realize it, push it aside, don't even think about it and then just move forward. And that's kind of what I've been doing with some of my family's most recent comments um, about me having my surgery. Um, I just don't think about it. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know what? I did this for me. And that's, that's it. You know, I had, um, the other day I talked to my mom and I was telling her about my surgery and I was saying about how happy I am because I've put so much work in, you know, myself for my body. And that's just something that wouldn't change on its own. And her comment was, I have, uh, I have more important things I need to spend my money on. And I was like, okay, mom. (laughs) Okay, mom. Like she gave me that like sarcastic look and my Nana was just my Nana. Oh my gosh. The other day she said, like, I, I went to go show her cause I try to keep conversation about this minimal because I just know it always turns negative. Um, my Nana said, I have more loose skin than you. You didn't have anything. And I said, yeah, but Nana, that's your loose skin. Like my loose skin is still loose skin. It's mine. I mean, just because you have more doesn't mean that my feelings about myself is invalid and that like my skin, like I deal with my stuff. You deal with your stuff just because you have more doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like when you're going through something really difficult and people are like, well, someone else has it worse than you. And it's like, that's so invalidating. (laughs) It's so demeaning. It's like, it is. Yeah. I know that. Like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Like obviously someone always has it worse than you do, regardless of what we're talking about. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that how you feel or what you're going through isn't valid. Right. And like, that that response is just, again, one of those, just like, it's, it's so negative. It's just like, so toxic. I hate that. People are like, but someone has it worse than you. It's like, fuck you. I know that. Like, Obviously, obviously, right. Obviously, I'm not that person. So right. Come on. Right. And like what I'm going through is still valid. How I feel still valid. And I got that too, all the time. Like, uh, not from people in my real life, um, thankfully, but on the internet, you know, people like you don't Mm -hmm. need that. Oh, my stomach looks way worse than yours. Oh, this, this, you know, oh, I could (laughs) never. And it's just like, 
I honestly just block people now, even if it's people that like interact with me regularly, but it's always just kind of this like backhanded, like just, you can feel it in your gut, you know, when people aren't like genuinely like caring and supportive or whatever, I just fucking block people now. Like, yeah, I don't even care. Don't care. Like my God, you got to protect your peace. And if people are, you know, and even with family, like you got to set boundaries Mm -hmm. with people and, um, protect yourself. Cause fuck that shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it is what it is. Like we said, you yeah. can't change how people are. So, but you no. can control your actions and how you feel. So totally. And you can, you <laughs> can control who has access to you. Um, which exactly. is, which is something I have had to learn <laughs> over, over the years. Uh, so moving into June, oh, well, it is already June, but, uh, so what, are, what are your goals for this month? Like with your recovery and just kind of everything else? Um, so honestly for me, like, I don't want to make any crazy goals because again, like this is all a day by day process. So totally. I think my goal, one of my goals for June is just you know, recovering and taking things day by day and really focusing on what I need. And, you know, my problem for me is once I start feeling good, I want to go 90 miles a minute and I kind of can't I gotta do take it. a step back. <laughs> you know, I already, I already tried yesterday. Your body will check up, you real quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Out of nowhere, it'll just hit you and yep. you just, you know what I mean? So just taking things day by day. Um, I have, I do have cookie orders I got to do, um, which is crazy, but, um, I have, I have orders I got to do this month. I have a couple of orders this weekend. I got to do Mario's going to help me out with them, but, um, I really, I think that's pretty much it for, for June, really just focusing on, um, you know, my recovery, you know, get, getting back to, you know, doing my working. And I guess I should say like working on relationship shit with Mario just seeing how things are going to go or if things are going to go, you know what I mean? Um, just kind of taking things day by day. Uh, that's pretty much it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything like specific that you like want to share with that? Like, are there anything you guys are like doing to try to like reconnect or you guys kind of just, um, honestly, like right now, no, not really. Like we, things have just been so hectic and busy that we've like, I don't know, we just haven't really had the time to sit down and, you know, we talk and we talk and we have our good days, we have our bad days, but there's just been so much, especially with me having surgery that like, it's kind of like, we've been too busy, I I guess you could say, I know, like, if things are important enough to you, you'll make time for it. Um, but right now we have like a zillion things going on in our heads right now between this, you know, Mario had to take time off of work. Um, so I don't know, I guess we're going to work on it, but I don't really have much to say right now about it just because I just don't want to put anything out there. And you know what I mean? I'm just going to figure shit out, see how things go. No, I feel you. And I think that it's just important to remember that like all relationships have seasons, just like everything else in our life. Right. Um, you guys mm-hmm. are just going through a season and it takes time to figure it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, so, so for me, June, um, I don't know, I'm carrying over a lot of goals <laughs> from, <laughs> from May to keep things simple. Cause again, I'm still readjusting still trying to get my life together in my new house. Um, 
So still sticking to meal plans, uh, daily walks, really want to get my poll set up this month, um, <laughs> which has been like, it sounds like it should be easy, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like nothing is just ever real simple for me. No, <laughs> it should be simple. Just never seems simple. So I bought a poll um, from Fit to Flaunt and it's a tension poll. And the top of it has like a huge plate, like a square shaped plate. And you just like tension the pole from the wall to the ceiling, right? Or the, the floor mm-hmm. to the ceiling. Uh, so I wanted to set mine up in my basement and cause that's where my gym is. And it's like nice and cool down there in the perfect little corner for it. Well, our basement has like that, like, like a drop ceiling. Like it doesn't have drywall. So we tried mounting it just to like a beam, but there's not enough surface for it. So it's like not safe. It's not Adam tried to swing on it and it like moved (laughs) off. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So now I'm like, (laughs) fuck. All right. So the options are like either modify our ceiling, which like, oh my God. (laughs) And of course my husband's like, I can do it. Just, you know, just take it'll just take a day or two. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to do that. Like, I'm just like, I just don't want to do it. So now I decided that I'm going to move yeah. my office to that space and put the pole mm-hmm. in this room that I'm in right now, my podcasting room. So we'll see now I got to move a bunch of shit again, but, uh, <laughs> so, so that's why that's like a goal for the month because I knew it was, it wasn't going to be just like, put it up. I knew it was going to be like yeah. a process, you know, and I feel like anytime you're in a new house, a new home, a new environment, like your spaces that you dedicate to certain things, like kind of change. Like it takes you a while to figure out like how to make your home like functional for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but that's no, where I'm at. Makes 100- yeah. Yeah. Um, my biggest goal this month is to not spend any money, any unnecessary <laughs> money. Is there any buff buddy lodges coming up this month? <laughs> there better not be. Uh, I'm no, I'm done. I'm taking a break. Uh, there's yeah. a few things that like, I love, like if, if they're Ivy crops or the next launch, like I will buy some of those that literally wear them all the fucking time. Um, I don't yeah, need it. I don't, I don't need anything else. Um, yeah. and then I'm, I'm doing daily Peloton rides which I got some comments about that. And people are like, that sounds crazy. Like that sounds like a lot, but for, for me, when I set a goal like that, like I always have a minimum in mind. Right. So like for me, Mm -hmm. like daily rides doesn't mean like every day I have to get on my bike and do a 30, 45 minute ride and sweat my ass off or do a stack of three or four rides or whatever. It means if all I have to give on a day is a five minute, 10 minute, low impact, whatever, like I can do that. I'm capable of doing that. My legs fucking work. And I know that I am capable of that. So like for me, it's more just about building the consistency and the habit. Um, same Mm -hmm. with walks, daily walks. Like I don't put a time limit on my walks. If my daily walk is going outside and walking to the end of the block and back, like that's it. That counts, you know, that's still a walk. So, um, yeah. So that's what June looks like for me. Pretty, I don't know. And just enjoying summer. We don't, we yes. don't get, we don't get like nice weather for very long here. So <laughs> when it's warm <laughs> out, I'm going to enjoy that. What? I thought you liked, 
I thought you liked winter. I thought it was your favorite season. Oh my God, I <laughs> fucking hate the cold so much. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Yeah. So um, I'm just super excited for you to continue to watch you kind of heal and go through the process of uh, post-op. Like it's, it's a journey, like everything else. It it's, is. it's up and down. You just got to make sure you're taking care of yourself and listen to your body because your body will tell you when it's yeah. enough, when you've had enough. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I really got to focus on it, but I think it'll be a good month. And, you know, this, regardless, this will be worth going through in the end. So. Totally. hundred percent worth it. I'm so happy I did it. And I mean, where am I at right now? I'm just shy of four months post-op. And like, I think like, I, I know people see me like being active again and kind of getting back to normal and stuff, but like, I'm still healing. So it's yeah. a process. I mean, it takes your body up to, up to, or over a year to fully completely heal and yeah. do all that. So if you started getting any of the nerve I, I would call them the zaps. Are you getting the zaps? Yes. Yet? Yes. The zaps, the invisible itches. Um, it's horrible. It's so weird. Oh it's, a, it's like, it's just your nerve endings reconnecting. So what my doctor told me was you have to, every time it happens, you have to tell your brain that's what's happening. My, it's just my nerve endings reconnecting and eventually your bot, your brain will stop alerting your body that it's happening. So oh, just, just a little tip from me to you. Cause it did help. I did that for like two weeks and then I stopped feeling them. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, had, I had a little mantra. What was it? Cause it, it'll happen out of nowhere. Like you'll just be like yeah. doing something. It'll be like, zap, zap, zap. I can't remember what I would tell my brain. I was like, I can't remember now. I smoke too much weed. When you, oh, speaking of smoking weed, um, I've been taking THC gummies. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. It's a mix of THC and CBD. My doctor did recommend it because he doesn't like people taking pain medicine for a long period of time. Like he's, he really wishes that people didn't needed the pain medicine, but um, I've been taking those. And man, let me tell you, I told Mario, I said, I think I need to go like get these for on the regular because I like to slow down and I'm kind of just like, I'm not like unable to do anything, but I'm more calm. Like when the children are acting psycho in the house and screaming and doing all these crazy ass things, like I'm not freaking the fuck out with anxiety. So I think that like, I think it might be something that I might actually like introduce for me for maybe like, I don't know sometimes when I'm feeling really on edge and anxious and kind of like all riled up and I can't calm down. Um, I think that might be something I might do. So I guess this experience and like taking them, you know, I'm kind of happy with it because I don't, it's not like I'm like, you know, all like, I don't know what the correct term would be, but I'm not like out of it or whatever. Stoned. Yes. Stoned. That's <laughs> why you got to say I'm stoned like all the time. Nobody would ever know if I didn't say anything. Oh I think that, I mean, I talk a lot about marijuana on this show. If it's not for you, it's not for you. That's cool. But like it, it enhances and helps a lot of fucking people's lives. So yeah, I'm I've never been one that, I've never been one that like, I've always been like an upper person. Like I've always like as you could tell, like, see, I'm the oh opposite. I've always been like, give me something to chill the fuck out. Cause I am, I am, 
I'm like high strung as it is already. So yeah. that's probably why I'm such a pothead. Cause yeah, it really does. It sl- slows me down, eases me just kind of like calm. It's like a calm. And I know it doesn't yeah, have that effect for everyone, but I'm glad that it has that effect. Yeah. For you. Yeah. For me, like when I, for me, when I have, um, like when I would smoke, it would only take a couple hits for me. And, um, I'd have like anxiety attacks. I don't know. I'd be freaking out because I'd be stuck and I couldn't move. And I feel like I couldn't move my body <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh my God, I can't do anything. What is going on? Like, I don't know. It's something about it. Like maybe I need to try something else. I don't know. I like one time I smoked, um, I think it was like a hybrid from the dispensary over here in Massachusetts. I took like three hits of that bitch. And I was like freaking out on the couch. <laughs> three too many. So, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, and, and people are probably like three hits. Like I smoke a blunt, but I mean, for me, like, eh, I don't know. I think that taking like the gummies has been kind of like maybe something that's a little bit like lower in strength that can calm me down that I don't get anxious with. So it's definitely something that I think that I'm going to add in that, um, will kind of, you know, just level me out just a little bit. Cause we all know I get a little wild sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and consuming cannabis in different ways, in different forms. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to hear more about it, I talked to actually Dan Dalla on uh, my episode with him. He is a weed connoisseur um, and he (laughs) really breaks it down. And I mean, it it does. I mean, different strands, different types, different um, like dosages, like it's all going to affect you differently. And what what might make one person anxious might calm someone else down. So it really is kind of like Mm -hmm. a, a trial and error, (laughs) but you got to start with very, very small doses. And you even saying like you hit a joint three times, if you don't smoke regularly, that's a lot, you know, you probably only should have took one hit and it probably would have been like (laughs) nice little chill vibe. Right. But then you're like, Oh, I like that. And then you take another one and you're like, Oh, okay. That's okay. Then you take a third one. You're like, okay, now now I'm freaking out. Yeah. And then it comes on stronger. You're like, Oh fuck. Yes. Or like people just trying edibles for their first time and eating like 20 milligrams. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Oh, that's way too much. That's way too much. (laughs) Got to start with like five. It wait yeah, a few hours, yeah. you know, like you got to ease into Gosh. it, but now I'm a big advocate for incorporating a THC, CBD, whatever into your wellness. Um, it's very healing and it helps. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad this experience brought that in because I definitely feel like it's something that like my highness all the time, definitely can affect my relationship because sometimes when I'm so like high up, I can get easily aggravated. Um, and obviously like that affects things, but anyways, I do think that, um, it's definitely something that's going to be beneficial for me. so that's exciting. Definitely. (laughs) Hey, and then maybe you'll build up your tolerance and then you can smoke a blunt with me. (laughs) And then when I I come visit, we can, but (laughs) Yes. Bring me some of that Massachusetts goodness. Yeah. They just legalized it here in um, Rhode Island for recreational use. So that's exciting because I mean, the the dispensary I was going to, it's not far from my house. I think it's like 40 minutes, but um, it's like right over the 
right over the Rhode Island borders. So it wasn't too bad, but it's nice to know that it'll be local here. So. Yeah. Now if Minnesota could just get on some, get on that shit, please. <laughs> Take him forever. Sick of waiting. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.